Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, don't. <laughs> this is Left Unsupervised with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty pitch, and organizer, rock and roll PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Dr. Jennifer Jara and Perla Hudson. So this is part two of the BII, breast implant illness, uh, that we were talking to with Perla Hudson. And today I have an expert, Dr. Jennifer Jara, who's been in practice for over 20 years. And she has a full-scale approach to help a variety of patients who are seeking natural and effective treatments for those who are looking for functional wellness. And we'll explain a little bit more about what that is. Dr. Jara has become a sought-out speaker uh, as an expert, and not only as an expert, but also in her community, helping other people and women learn how to maintain and restore vital health. Um, Dr. Jara has discovered her calling and passion early in life, and that is such an interesting story that I can't wait for her to share with you guys. Anyway, I am so happy to have her here. I'm learning so much about functional medicine, something I really didn't even know about before, and now I'm just getting schooled, and I'm loving it. So, Dr. Jara, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing all this information with us. Muchísimo gracias. Happy to be here. <laughs> Perla, thank you for coming back. <laughs> I know. I love it. So... Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about, like Perla was telling us at in part one of the interview um, that you were the person that um, really got her to look into BII or the breast um, um, illness, right? Yes. It was breast implant illness. Mm -hmm. So do uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Or Perla, do you want to segue a little bit and tell us about how you met Dr. Jara? So I started with a new trainer and... Um, she was the one who recommended Dr. Jara to me because Jara, she said, if you know, this woman will definitely be able to help you. She knows her shit. She's got this giant spinal decompression machine, which I had never heard of. So I was like a junkie looking for like, where am I going to get the next <laughs> best fix? And uh, make the pain go away. Yeah, man. So I, I go to her office and, you know, she does a very thorough evaluation of everything. And right. I come in and she's asking me different questions. And she just said, hey, you know, are are your boobs real? And, you know, to me, well, yeah, they're real because I paid for them. They're fucking attached <laughs> to me, baby. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Perla would say that, you but, know. But no, they're, but, but I told her, I go, no, they're not. She goes, you really might want to look, have that checked because there's this thing going on. I'm like, yeah, I kind of heard about she's like well here's this website here's this information that you need and then she really like you know when 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 jennifer tells you to do something <laughs> you end up doing it if you if, if you want help because some people i'm sure you say things to and they're like oh it's not what i want to hear but me it's Very like okay true. shit i need to do it and it was loud and clear your message to me like go look into this yeah and when i told her when i told you that they were ruptured yes you already and, had one and, and on recall <laughs> It was like, she's like, what are you waiting for? That's it. Yeah, she was the I voice mean, of reason. I no, was she very... Was, she was the voice of knowledge, too. Like, right. Come Thank on. you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I have seen uh, so many women in that same predicament because when you have breast implant illness that's already starting, meaning that you have breast implants and you have, let's call it, unexplained 
symptoms, illnesses that you didn't have previously that now are starting to plague you. And she had all sorts of different things, kind of like a patient with Lyme disease where they have so many random symptoms. Right. And you think, what's going on here? This is so unusual. So with women, I have made it a habit to ask them, are your, have you had any surgeries? Have you had implants? Are your breasts real? Because that is going to be a factor in it. Because uh, I was very honest with her. I said, look, I can treat you. Yeah. You can pay. You can, yeah. you can, I'll take your money. But I'm telling you, until you get those implants checked out and done, it, it, we're just going to be circling the drain, circling, circling, circling. And I don't want to be that doctor that's just going to, I, I'm very honest and straightforward with my patients, you know, and to the point where it's, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, mean, when you're really sick, you need that. Yeah. It You do. And you need someone who's going to be honest and a voice of reason. Right. And of experience and who's going to be bold enough to stand up and say that to you. Because I, I feel like today doctors are very much driven by their patients. What does the patient want? How do you serve the patient? And you should serve the patient. But first and foremost, be the doctor. You know, advise the patient within your scope or your experience that you have. And with Perla, that was it. I mean, she needed help with her neck. She did have findings on her MRI. There was no reason. The decompression, the non-surgical spinal decompression was right. going to serve her, but it wasn't going to have longevity if we didn't get the implants out. Right. So that was the, every time she came in, I go, did you read the website? Yeah. Did you research the doctors? Did you find people? Let me start helping you with the type of um, questions you should be asking your doctors. That website is so loaded with information from A to Z. You could be the most unknowing person about implants and the illnesses. And I promise you, you take a few days to read through that website and you will become super knowledgeable. I mean, the list of symptoms is... Uh, four pages. <laughs> <laughs> I looked yeah. it up. I even printed it out. I was like going on. I'm like, yeah. how many symptoms, you know? Because it affects your brain, your nervous system, your endocrine, your metabolic. I mean, it is a full scale attack on your body. Because, I, I, you know, I say this and sometimes it takes a minute for people to click. And right. I say, because they think of breast implants as, well, it's this, it's an, it's an implant. It's medically done. It's right. okay. And I say, it's been around for so long. Yeah. yeah. And I say, let's not compare this to a hip replacement or titanium. This is a plastic bag going into your body. Right. Yeah. Full of silicone. And if I said, let me cut you open and stick a Ziploc bag in you or, you know, silicone, saline, whatever it is, how great do you think you're going to feel, you know, sometime later? Right. So they have two of these right in their chest, so close to the central of everything. So the body just starts to implode. So have you seen with your patients that have had uh, the implants and then have them removed? Have mm -hmm. you seen a difference? Have I have worked more on the side of people who've already had the implants taken out and then they hear of me and they come to me for all the post care. Um, I've had people that I've been able to encourage um, and then what happens is they either move back home or I, I work in Hollywood. I can't tell you how many women last year who came in to see me and I said, this is your implants. This isn't, this isn't right. the chronic back joint, you know, and you look at these women and they are just oxidizing. They're aging rapidly. Like they're right. my age, but they look twice as old, but they won't take them out because they'll say, well, this is a part of my image. And I have tried and, and, you know, cause I get it. It's a confidence thing. It's, um, 
this is me. This is my identity. I'm but, happy you know, with my little titties. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> but these women, some of them have, that's their income. Right. And right. they can't imagine recreating a new image for themselves. And I, and I say, well, you're going to have to pick because it's likely those are killing you. And I have, I have had, I don't even know how many uh, women that never came back after the consult because they didn't want to hear anything that I said. Well, it's, it's, I'm sure, you know, um, as women, we, we identify so much with, you know, our, our breasts are such a big deal, right? So we, mm -hmm. we have this emphasis on our breasts all the time. And they're just which, lumps of fat. What, <laughs> <laughs> really? Which in reality, you know, being healthy is what's really beautiful. Like I, I was, uh, in, in uh, part one of Perli, when I f first saw her after her surgery, her skin looked completely different. It's incredible how fast. Like, completely. Yeah. yeah. I had a patient who, from the day of surgery to the day afterwards, I didn't see her the day afterwards. She just sent me pictures, and she had these massive dark circles. I mean, she looked like a raccoon. She had um, olive-colored uh, skin, but she had what looked like really, really, really dark circles under her eyes, around her face. And 24 hours later, they were yeah. completely gone. I couldn't, wow. I just said, are you taking it at the same time? Are you, are you, is there a filter on this? Are you in light? And I went, that is you 24 hours after wow. all the drugs that were pumped into your body during the surgical procedure. Yeah. But yet taking that out, her body instantly just went, <gasps> and things just started to shift and move. Yeah. And it varies from one woman to the That's next. That's what I feel happened to me as well. It's like everything just went, whoa, okay. Well, and what's what's funny too is because you, you're you symptomatic, but then you go to the doctor, right? And so many <laughs> doctors are telling you, oh, you have an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when they can't figure out, you know, I, I like I myself I'm having last year like, out of nowhere, I got acute pancreatitis, like mm -hmm. several times, several times in the hospital over and over and over again. And they can't figure out why I'm not a heavy drinker. I you Lies. don't smoke, Lies. you know? And no, so they're kidding. like, she's saving her face right now. Her partner in crime <laughs> over here disagreed. <laughs> no, but it's like, well, you have an autoimmune disease, but yeah. which one? Oh, we don't know. And, and right. think about the women on the other side who are becoming pregnant with implants, yeah. breastfeeding with implants, right. and told nothing about this. What are they passing in utero to their babies? Right. I mean, there's so many different mechanisms and how it affects each person. Each person is their own little Petri dish, little chemistry project. Right. How you're going to respond is different than how I'm going to respond, than Perla, but we generally have a mass collection of similar symptoms that occur but how each person is is different. I mean, what you're always going to have is the brain's not functioning the way they should. So some of these women that I've sat across from, and I know when I'm sitting there talking to them, I'm thinking in my head, I really want to get the information to them. I really hope and pray that if I give them the website that they'll go to it because I know their brain can't process it because a lot of women are dealing with you know, the lack of motivation, depression, anxiety, frustration, uh, stress, memory loss, massive amounts of memory loss. They just think it's mommy brain or stress brain. Exactly. And no, your brain should actually not age. But we have so many symptoms in here. So when you have patients who are sick, they actually can't make 
full logical decisions about themselves. I always, you know, will um, say to them, you can come back with your spouse or your confidant or, or best friend or, or parent or whoever it is you want to come with. And I will speak to you again for, you know, a mini consult for free, just so we can process information. And I've never had a single person take me up on that because mm. they don't hear what they want and then they go somewhere else. Right. And yeah. it's, it's really sad. It's really unfortunate. Well, you know, I, I do believe it's a, a, a personal choice, but I do think that you have to continue to spread the, the facts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I myself am not saying if you have breast implants, go remove them. It's a personal choice. But yeah. if you're getting sick, if you're not feeling right, if you, you have to be able to go, okay, you know, I, yeah. I myself am dealing with this right now. Like, do I want, I, I want to have them removed, but I'm like dragging my heels, but then mm-hmm. I'm getting acute pancreatitis. I'm, I'm a, a lot of, I'm tired a lot, you know. At some point in time, I say something's got to give. give. You, you, you totally have to give. And a common concern I hear from women is I don't have the time or money. And then I always think most women didn't have the money yeah. when they put them in, but they took out, you know, a medical lien of money you know, that most surgeons have available, you know, with different banks to get them in because their need far surpassed their ability. And then what happens is they start to get sick and then they don't realize that their health should supersede the, the, the viewing of it. Like what I look like in my clothes, they're just not realizing that compromise that needs to be made. And it's hard to say to someone, well, where will you be in five to 10 years? Will you still be with us or will your life and quality significantly decline? Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some women that we can say who can get the implants in and may be um, completely asymptomatic their entire life. I mean, I don't know. Even when they put the implants in, they tell you they should be replaced 10 years later. Right. doesn't matter if it's saline or silicon, get them replaced because they acknowledge that. But now we have cancers and we just have so many immune and autoimmune, metabolic, nervous system, endocrine disorders, uh, weight issues that are just terrorizing women with implants and they don't realize it. And it's, I mean, we're gaining a lot of momentum. I will say that. Yeah, well, I, it was unheard of like three years ago. And then right. it's gained a lot of news coverage in the last year. A lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can't go on social. I can't go through Instagram and not see more and more women right. that have had them removed and are, that are saying how much better they feel. Yeah. And so, you know, I've already made the choice that mm-hmm. I, that I want to have them removed. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you just got to decide when well, <laughs> you no, it's, it's like, you know, uh, and, and to be honest, I have a million excuses. I got to go get the consultation. I don't know who to get to, but mm-hmm. I have all that information right at my fingertips. Yes. So it's, it's really more of like, just do it. Just well, I'm going to push you to do it. That's that. Yeah. E- either way, it's <laughs> time to get them. Either way, it's time to get out. I took her to her follow-up when she put her boobs in. Yes, she did. And, and, and we were in junior high school when we did that. So I have your so meal. It's, it's time to get them out either way. But if you think about it, you guys, this is a foreign object in our bodies. Exactly what you said. It's, it's a not plastic bag. It's a Ziploc bag. It's a plastic bag. bag. Yeah. And eventually things are going to go wrong. You know, and it's funny enough, I ended up meeting the great grandson of the guy that held I don't know how many patents with the first breast implant really wow yeah like really 50 years ago because they were just they ago, were just putting it, it inside of people mm-hmm. and then he's like well let's just put it in a bag and that's how it started wow that's crazy yeah. 
Oh my God. There's a whole history behind the implants. And you know, it's, it's when you look at um, plastic surgery, the number one thing is breast augmentation. Yeah. It's still number one, followed by like uh, rhinoplasty, nose, eyelid, and um, I forget what, those are like the top three that are, that are every single year. And there's about 300,000 breast augmentations that are done each year. There just needs to be an awareness. There needs to be a responsibility of the surgeons, the plastic surgeons, to say, look, we need to bring this to your attention. Yeah, good um, Yeah, and, and, and I've asked a couple of plastic surgeons, because um, there's a huge difference between cosmetic and plastic, which I'll just throw that to you, create a show one day, because okay. there's a big difference <laughs> between the two. People yeah. don't realize, but the plastic surgeon is definitely, they are the person to, you know, have procedures done. But when I've asked them, I said, you know, do you go out of your way to let your patients know about the, um, the side effects? And they said, yes. And I said, and how many patients have you been able to dissuade from it? And they both said, none. And I said, but, and I wanted to follow up with, okay, but how hard did you try? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, cause you're getting paid for this. How much are you trying to talk them out of their implants? Well, that's the beauty, I think, of women coming out and talking about it. Because mm -hmm. now, you know, the power's in, in our hands. And like I said, everybody can make their choice. If it, and I'm, and, you know, by no stretch of imagination am I sitting here saying everybody yeah. should have their implants yeah. and nobody, no, it's, and it's everybody's sick. Choice. You know, it's a personal choice. And maybe, like you said, some people will never have but symptoms. But it's like, it's like going and climbing Mount Everest. It's kind of extreme. I, I get it. And, you know, but at least you're warned ahead of time, hey, if you go climb that, you might die. Right. Same thing with breath. There have been women who have died from this. And there's and guys, let's let's also talk about this. So there's options for breast implants nowadays. Listen, I don't know how safe and sane they are because I know like from mm -hmm. liposuction, a lot of things happen where you could get blood clots very easily and stuff. I mean, However, yeah. for women, especially, you know, I when I'm going through this, and I have a lot of friends that are breast cancer survivors. Mm -hmm. Okay. And after, can you imagine after going through cancer, my housekeeper, for example, as yeah. well, I went through, you know, Flory's been with me for 18 years, you know, with it, with her, but here they go, they take out your cancer, they take out your breast and they give you a fucking implant. Yeah. It's, so, it's so another thing, but there's other things, but there's other things that women can do now. So now what they're doing is, okay, if you want to get them out, I have a friend that's on this journey with me. She went right before me. She had um, fat grafting done. Yeah. So they've done lipo around her body, and she mm -hmm. was really skinny. It's like, how are you going to get this fat off of me? Right. Called 360 lipo, and they really kind of go around evenly and pull out the fat wherever they can, mm -hmm. and they put it in your breasts. Yeah. So if you have a serious problem with not having big boobs, there is that option too. I have not a lot of fat on me. And it was an option that Dr. Strawn had given me as well if I wanted to do it. But I was like, you know what? Let me just get these puppies out. Let me meet my little itty bitty titties. And then if I <laughs> want to do that later, I can. Mm -hmm. And he's so fantastic that he doesn't charge to do the surgery if you get it done with him later. Oh, Which, wow. You know what I mean? Well, just pay for, just, no, just yeah. pay for your hospital fees. So I have that option. Should yeah. I want in a year or two to take out the fat and put it in, in my boobs? I can. He's given me that ability. So doctors do have fucking choices they now. Do, they do have. And we also have now, uh, I'm not a plastic surgeon, but I am informed on certain procedures. And they do have um, uh, a procedure where you can, a lot of women do have midsection fat. So they have like, you know, let's call it the back fat, the fat right. below the breast, where they can actually take the fat and flap it up. 
so you don't lose the vascularization. So you're not transferring it. Oh, so wow. it has a better chance wow. of survival, shall we say, those fat cells to stay there. And so they kind of take it from your abdom your upper abdominal area and they put it in there. Because, I mean, when most people are getting, most women are getting implants, the, the top reasons are usually I didn't have anything right. to right. start or I had something and it all went south and then I now need to lift it back up. Right. So it just depends on where you are in that paradigm, but to understand your options much better so that someone says, hey, if you do this, da 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 da, -da could happen to you. Exactly. Right. And they just don't stress it enough. They don't stress, get on, you know, social media and look at the stories, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of women who have major issues due to the implants. And then you have the ones who just have minimal ones. Right. But it's out there. But then you have well, the ones that they're on recall. And here's the thing about the recall is, um, at least in my case, Allergan offers $3,500 towards your surgery. So if you prove that you had them removed and you send them your implants, they'll reimburse you $3,500. But then you have to sign off on ever being able to come at them for anything. So imagine mm. these women that they're on recall. Mm -hmm. Okay, here, let me just make you go away for $3,500. I'm sorry, that's not okay. I just, I just really, what I'm really passionate about in my practice um, as a woman is, I really want women, I want to encourage women, I want to inspire women, I want to elevate the knowledge of health of women because to me, women, they are the keepers of the household. You know, yeah. it, they are whatever they're doing, their spouse is doing, whether it's, you know, uh, gay, lesbian, you know, whatever your, 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 your gender, your sex gender is, women are that. I mean, yeah, you have sometimes men, but we follow the women more. And if we can educate women about this, then they can educate their kids as well. Which leads yeah. me to mm -hmm. your functional medicine, which, you know, because we're going to have to wrap up here oh, soon. Yeah. And yes. I really <laughs> want to get into this functional medicine and what it means mm -hmm. and what exactly it is. Can you expand a little bit on that? Because that's something like after now that Perla oh, has yeah. removed her implants, mm -hmm. now she's going to have to rebuild her immune system, redo. So can you tell us a little bit yes. about what functional medicine is? Functional medicine sounds like a very, you know, <clears throat> confusing term, you know, because you just go function. I can break down function. I can break down medicine. But when I put them together, what does it mean? So sometimes I use the other uh, terms of holistic, you know, medicine, integrative medicine, um, holistic, integrative, functional medicine. What we're looking at are the root causes of what's happening with the patient. So we're not just using this targeted system to just, oh, I have like chronic infections. And I'm just gonna look into the throat and the immune system. You know, that if I just have bowel issues, I'm just gonna look at the colon, you know. That right. functional medicine, we look at the entire person and you're working in a partnership with the doctor. So the patient, I like to refer them more as a client because when you say client, you realize it's a partnership. Right. So it's the doctor like that. and the person mm -hmm. working together to find resolution to what the root causes are to take care of it. So like when we see fires, if you see like smoke up in the sky, you can see it spreading out over multiple cities. But if you can't identify the source of it, you're going to have people in multiple different cities complaining about different things. Oh, I can't see. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, it's right. really hot. You know, 
and you can't and if you just treat one city at a time you're not you're missing where the root cause so functional medicine seeks out the root causes that are happening in your body that are causing all the um symptoms that someone might be uh, expressing right so it's not in other words you're not just putting a band-aid on the one symptom it's looking at why you have this whole it's like all your your endocrinology your your immune system you're looking at everything everything. ever all of it i'm just getting started now Mm because now that i've got them out now you could dive deep into this with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, oh, like I thought, I thought you know, you, this isn't, this is the beginning of my journey, really. It my really, journey, it, honestly, journey. it is. Taking the implants is really just step one because then right. afterwards is really the functional medicine. And when we're looking at the root causes, it's not just the root cause. We're now looking also at lifestyle, your habits, your genetics, all sorts of variants, your food, your exercise, your sleep, uh, supplementation, and also things that make you feel good, faith, God, family, friends, you know, what, where's your happy? <laughs> so it's yeah. a whole painting. It's not, uh, it, uh, you know, it's it colored by, I always say <laughs> painting by numbers. You get this, then you get that, you know, and then you get the whole picture. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of like, think of it like a pie. And so different people have different areas. Someone might need a lot of help with food because let's say food was the driving source of their ailments. Another person might be like uh, a bacterial infection that's been going on in their gut for who knows how long. Another person, it could be mold. They don't realize that they have the genetic predisposition to hold and retain mold. And until you eliminate those toxins, you know, so it's, you got to look at the entire person and you have to be able to take a comprehensive analysis, clinical um, consultation with that patient in a condensed amount of time. Meaning for me, in my office, they are usually 90 minutes to maybe two hours. I don't go over two hours um, because then there's too much yapping going on in there. It's right. like a battery of questions back and forth. Right. Um, but it's it's rarely less than an hour because you can't get a full history of someone from birth to today without really diving into it. you got to look at the full aspect. I look at everything from... We talk about sleep, urine, bowels. Like, I'll break down your bowels, like color, consistency, <laughs> you know. I can't wait for this part yeah, of my journey. Brain function, <laughs> yeah. exercise, habits, sex, hormones, cycles, all, all of, of it. it. Surgeries, family history, all of it makes paints a picture of who you are because it's your genetics and then your lifestyle and your environment. Those three of make you who you are. Right. Well, that's awesome. And really quick, I also want to say, because we're definitely running out of time, but is you don't just believe in holistic, but also you believe that there's certain medications that oh, people absolutely. have to take. It's not like... No. Uh, uh, yes. I shouldn't say no. Yes. I am fully for medication when they are for life-saving procedures or when you need to nip something in the bud and it's, a little, it's going to be more... It's going to be beneficial and more cost-effective to use a pharmaceutical on a patient. But today we have instead um, commercials telling patients, ask your doctor for the pink pill, the blue pill, the yellow pill. This is right for you. And no one really has this information. They, They shouldn't be told that doctors don't have any training. Medical doctors don't have any training in nutrition. Zero. Right. Except for functional medicine, um, medical doctors, they do because they've gone to a completely separate training, usually through the International Functional Medicine um, uh, uh, organization to get certified in that. And, you know, we just need to find a balance in there. We really need to coach people between when to use medication and please focus on food. 
exercise, health, family, all those things, along with also supplementation. Not taking supplements, pretending you can get everything from your food is sorely misleading because our soil is very much lacking so many nutrients because it's just soiled over and over and over with the ag uh, agricultural system. Well, uh, Dr. Draw, we could go on for days <laughs> and days, but I am going to come and see you. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, my website is drjara.com, D-R-J-A-R-A.com. Instagram, Dr. Jen Jara, and uh, Facebook is Dr. Jennifer Jara. Well, thank you so much for coming in. And Absolutely. I have to have you come back because we could go. I really want to dig in deeper. There are so many topics I would be more than happy to discuss because knowledge and action of that is power. I don't just believe knowledge is power because, you know. So, Dr. Jara, I mm -hmm. always like to end with a little game just to, you know, it was a heavy topic. And so Shall just I be a, nervous. No, no. <laughs> I was gentle. My daughter loves playing cards against humanity. And I've told her, you got to get rid of half the deck. It's super offensive. Oh, I was really nice. But next time you come, I'm not going to be so nice. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Mm -hmm. Never have I ever been on a blind date. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Never? Okay. No, I don't remember. You're not missing much. Okay. <laughs> Never have I ever been trapped in an elevator. I have. I have too. My first day on radio station, I got trapped in an elevator. Shut up. My first day that I was supposed to start my uh, radio program. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're like, but we oh, got out. Oh my. <laughs> A little late, but <laughs> we got out. That's not stressful at all, your first day on air. I know, I was like, oh, bad mojo. Oh, my God. Never have I ever lied about my age. I should have one that says, always. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say I have. I always age up. Oh, you do? I'm one of the few people, I'm like, it's the next box up. Because when I was 42, I always said, I'm like, I like 45. Oh and then I realized God. at 44, I went, oh, shit. I miss 42, 43, 44, and tomorrow I turn 45. I'm going to quit doing this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, never have I ever joined the Mile High Club. Uh, no, I'm in economy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a private jet, but I haven't been in one of those yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> last one. Never have I ever lied to my kid to make a point. Oh, I'm fairly certain I have. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing with me. And um, I can't wait to go see you. Oh, thank you. I will be there. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.